Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to Cash Cuties. A super personal finance podcast where we analyze our friends' credit card statements and judge their spending habits with love. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Steffi Bake. If you're listening on your Apple Pod app, please leave a review, hit follow on Spotify, and sub to our YouTube channel for the video version of this podcast. All the links are available in the episode description below. Guys, and I cannot stress this enough, it is so important to sub and leave a review. We have thousands of downloads, but only like 160 reviews on the iPhone, Apple app, and that shit matters. So if you're listening <laughs> to it on your iPhones, just hit pause, go to your podcast app, find us, and just leave a review. They're you don't so have to funny. Write They're hilarious, They're too. So I, we and do we read each and every one of those, so leave a review. Make sure it's five-star. Don't leave us anything else outside of five-star. Yes. You don't have to even like us, but you can leave <laughs> a five-star like and say, Stephanie and Fumi suck, whatever. That's yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> and then moving on, we like to give a shout-out to our Dono Daddy. These are people who give us money on Patreon. What is Patreon? It is the best way to support this podcast. And uh, you give us a donation, and in return, you get bonus content. Content like episodes and behind the scenes footage from Steffi. Uh, this week, we only have one dono daddy uh, by the name of LH. Gave us $5. Oh. So thank you thank so you, much. LH. Okay, um, we need more of I, those so we can we keep really making do. these pops. And I forgot to say this last week, but um, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash cash cuties pod. So if you want to shout out and or bonus episodes, check that out. Yeah. Um, so, so this week, um, we usually ask each other how we're doing financially, but Steffi and I got a, you know, as you know, Steffi has been on vacation for, I think you were gone for like three weeks, which is a long time. Right? Oh, you've been counting, huh? I've you're been like, count- yeah, you're like 20 days in that. <laughs> uh I, <laughs> yeah my I, calendar yeah <laughs> i think oh yeah it was like about a little over two and a half weeks i changed the yes. dates <laughs> yeah i mean it's I mean, we can get into how that's you know i i can't be away from home for that long but we got this interesting critique from a fan this is somebody who listens to the podcast a lot and she says after she heard that Steffi was gone for like three or four weeks she says you bitches say you're poor but are on vacation every month i can't stand millennials <laughs> Wow. And so this person is Gen Z, obviously. But hey, that's a fair critique. And I thought maybe instead of doing how are you doing financially, I thought we could just quickly both just talk about 
the vacations that we just went on or about to go on and how we're sort of handling that financially. Not necessarily like how much you spent, but like mentally, how did you afford this? Right. And did you think you could afford this? Are you are you in debt? Um, When this person texted me, I was honest. I was like, I actually don't know, like the day-to-day of Steffi's finances. Like maybe she just got paid a lot of money and that's what she used. But I also agreed with her in that like three weeks from away is is a lot of money because not only are you paying rent at home, but you're paying for hotels in different cities and you went to a bunch of different places. So I know that when I go on vacation, I'm always trying to like cut corners by like staying with a friend and stuff like that. So I didn't know what your experiences was. So I thought maybe we could just take turns talking about, you know, how we're not yeah. fully employed, but how we're Why affording these start? vacations. I want to hear, I want to hear about your, I know you're about to go away yourself uh, you said uh, you were well, kind I'm of going inspired. To Hawaii. Yeah. I don't know if I told you that. Yes. Yes. So like you, tra- my, you talked about wanting to do it, but you, you kind of like pulled the trigger recently. Yeah. Well, I, I think like two months ago, I told you that I, I was going to do it. And then I chickened out because I was like, I'm not like w- working all the time and, and I don't have the money or whatever, or whatever. And then, so we ended up not going. And then Marie and I got in like, not a fight, but a little, a little discussion Ooh. about that. And Sounds I talked like to my fight. therapist about it. <laughs> Well, yeah, but but then I'm it just like, you know fight. what, like, we were it just wasn't yelling a fight, but, or passionately talking about this. But it's like one of those things where it's like, I mean, if I'm like always going to be, if, if, if am I not allowed to go on vacation unless I work a nine to five? Is that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, that's like a weird way to live life. And so yeah. I like came around and my friend, uh, so I'm going to Hawaii in August and I, I'll, I'll break it down for you. Listen, I know you hear me complaining about the money. W- w- when we had Andrea Jenna on, we opened the podcast by saying to, saying to each other how much money we made that week. Um, I made $40 two weeks ago, okay? I'm not doing that well, but it depends on week to week. But I'm going to Hawaii, and this is everything. This is all the finances. So, A, I'm staying at a friend's place for free. She has a place in Diamond Head, and she usually charges people to stay, but we're good college friends. And so she says that we could just stay for free. So I'm not paying any money for lodging, which is saving me like $1,000. So that's one of the reasons. Flights were about five fifty from LA, round trip. So not not terrible. Kind of expensive, but not terrible. Um, and then when we go, we I've been to Hawaii like three times before. And since we're staying for a long time, like we're not going to eat out every meal. Like we like to, if we stay for a long time and we're staying at Airbnb or something, we typically like grocery shop. So we'll go to like Trader Joe's or whatever and get you know some like sandwich or whatever that's like three dollars now that we're in hawaii we'll probably go to Foodland and get like poke and shit for like five dollars or ten dollars so these are little ways we can save money i mean obviously at night we'll go to like a nice restaurant and stuff but like for us because we just like being in hawaii like there's no reason for me to be eating out every fucking meal and dropping 50 70 bucks every fucking meal so you're basically just in a yeah you're like in a new location you're doing the things you would normally kind of do but you're just doing it in another location in a change of like scenery yeah and and like weirdly enough i think hawaii is like you can do hawaii two ways you you can be like the rich japanese tourists who are like they stay at the five-star hotel and they get massages and they like pay people to take them around and whatever and but i I personally feel like hawaii is like it's just nature shit and that shit's free baby like hiking snorkeling all that is like really cheap or free like sometimes you got to pay like 10 bucks to like you know uh, help the park maintain itself and stuff but like a lot of it is free so i'm hoping to do this trip under like a thousand dollars including flights so it would be amazing if like over like i think we're staying for five days if i can spend less than 450 that means i did the whole hawaii trip in a thousand dollars which i think is like very like on budget and 
you know, that's not, yes, like, do, am I, did I make $40 two weeks ago? That's true. But I obviously, I have savings from having worked, like, a very long time. And I, I'm you typically feel, frugal when I'm, like, you know, so, in L.A., so. You f I feel like you need to explain yourself. Like, it's like, this well, is that's such what a girl's guilty... asking us to do. <laughs> well, she didn't, you, we didn't have to answer it, but you were just like, I need to answer this. I need people to know why and how and uh, to save yourself from all the guilt. You, you don't have to explain it, but yeah, I see that absolutely. you are. And 450 is really good for five days. Um, I mean, that's me being maybe a little bit too liberal. We'll see. But either way, even if I spend a total of 12 or 1500 to me as a 33 year old and i hope you i think you agree with this too is like i mean listen we've we've, we've lived a life okay it's not like i'm a grandpa but i have we've lived a life and to me a thousand dollars twelve hundred dollars that is a cheap price to pay for a little bit of fucking mental relaxation you know what i mean you need it and you need material right don't you all of yes. these are experiences i feel like as creatives that we need to go make better shit we have to go live life you know, there is an incredible um, Haruki Murakami quote that I live by. He says, as a writer, if you're the... Th it sounds way sexier in Japanese, but it's it, it goes something like, if, if you're the type of person who wakes up in the morning and just walks to the fridge and eats something, watches TV, lounges, and then goes back to the fridge and eats something and go back, if you're that kind of person, then you can only write about that kind of thing. So I think I take that quote to mean like, if you want to write about the world, if you want to write about something more universal or whatever, like you have to go out there and like fucking live life. Because if you just stay at home and eat shit from the fridge, you're just going to only be able to write about that world, which is like your 10 by 10 apartment or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. So you can write about being a cheap comedian using Excel sheets to go on a trip. Yes. I can talk about going to Hawaii on a budget. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, how about you? I mean, you just went on this like very long vacation and it's so funny because in May, you and I did an episode called We Had an Awful Month where we talked about how we didn't make any money at all. And then in June, you were gone for all of june after that episode that did that did make me laugh I but like needed how are you I, affording this shit you know you all obviously know i was feeling a certain type of way this year my mental health was just like i just needed a break and i hadn't done that in a minute and mm -hmm. i almost like just wanted to stay out there which is why i extended my trip and i was like yeah fumi start looking for someone else no, <laughs> just kidding <laughs> You have an accent now? You yeah, have a French accent? I was like, hello. Fumi. <laughs> hey, sorry, Fumi. <laughs> As I'm eating my crumpets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but uh, so anyways, going back to how I can afford this trip, I was already kind of in a negative headspace of like not making money, which to me mm -hmm. felt as if like I, not making money felt equivalent to not having money. Because, like, even mm. if I look at my... Right? Bars. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bars. <laughs> um, going into my savings just seems like the craziest shit. Because you and I are both very safe. I think we overanalyze things. We're in our heads We're about... risk averse. Es it, yes. Especially with money. That's just yeah. ingrained in us. Just because how probably, like, we grew up. I don't know. And I was, I was like, you know what? I think when I realized... It was going to happen because I had the opportunity. My friends were going to be out there. And so I had part of my stays covered. So I had a place to stay when I was out there almost more than half the time. So I mm. decided, okay. That's great. Uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll stay in these hotels. People were, um, 
there was a, a concert, Primavera Sound, happening there. And so, uh, and they were working that job. So it was easy for me to just like during those times to be there. But in the meantime, I decided to take some solo trips. And so I was pulling money out of my savings. Um, I do have to say uh, there was some money that came in for jobs that I forgot about I had done. So Mm -hmm. that was another thing I thought about. I was like, I could have been sitting on my couch thinking about how I don't have money versus, you know, I was traveling and all of a sudden like some money came in that I didn't realize I had. So like I was just in my head, I was like, oh, I don't need to be, I don't need to be sad and just like somewhere it was just like money's still going to come in. I don't know. I'm going to be fine. (laughs) My my therapist is like, you're just going to always be fine. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. I I think like the way you're talking about it and is the way I'm trying to look at it as well. But I think sometimes young people, when they're like 22, 23, they look at things very logically like what? Like, so you're telling me that you only made a thousand dollars in May, (laughs) but you're going on this vacation that probably costs like 3000. And listen, I, I don't know how much it costs, but the thing is, it's like, to, I think I used to look at vacations this way. It's like, oh, that's a waste. Like mathematically, you're in the red. But I think I like to challenge that and say it's an investment, right? Like you yeah. made an investment. It's not yeah. like you got something out of it. It's not like you made a gamble and you lost money. Like you got these experiences. You feel your mind is in a healthier place. And if, bro, if, if $2,000 is what it takes every once in a while to fucking clear your mind, I think that is a cheap price to pay, you know, because I think there's a lot of people who stay in New York or whatever, wherever they are. And like, they just sort of stay in that. And then they're, I don't know, hate their job or whatever it is. And they just fucking keep building and building and building and then explodes or whatever. So I try to think of it that way. So to all the Gen Z haters out there, uh, why don't you leave me and Steffi alone? Okay. We got, we got some savings. Okay. We know we're not going bankrupt, but every once in a while, it's important. It's important. I think. Yeah, just because we're not making money in the moment doesn't mean we don't have we haven't done smart things with the money we have, right? That's what it is. Like we, right yeah, we worked is. hard in the past. How do how do we afford this? We worked really hard in our twenties. That's what it is. But it's true, but we also kind of shut off. Again, we're not going to debt. We're not being stupid with our money. We're just like yeah, we've gone so long not spending it, being smart. I think doing this podcast has made me even more like aware of my money which before i think i would have like spent a little bit more um not opposite of frivolously just like kind of like without thinking lavishly yeah 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 and so i think um that made me kind of save some money so i was like okay well i'm just gonna go do this thing and literally i shut shut off part of my i didn't like shop normally i think when i would make more money i would shop a lot when i would travel like Mm -hmm. i would I would buy like luxury items, like designer things and stuff like that. I didn't do that at all this trip. And I was, I had so much fun. Like it was, I didn't need all that stuff. I didn't need things. I just needed. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. You can have fun in Europe without buying a Louis Vuitton bag. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? (laughs) You can have a lot of fun without buying a Fendi dress. It seems like everyone is going through layoffs these days, Fumi. Do you notice that? Yeah, it's mad scary. 
If that's you, listen up. You might be entitled to more rights than you know. Once you get laid off, your employer is probably going to make you sign an NDA before they finalize your layoff. And your company is going to pressure you to sign this document and tell you that if you don't, they're not going to give you your final paycheck. But you should talk to a professional before doing so. Did you know that you can negotiate your severance pay? <gasps> Do not accept it right away. It is tempting, but they're going to lay you off. So you need to get as much as you can. There's also something called the Waste Transparency Law that just passed in March of 2023, which allows you to freely discuss your compensation with your coworkers in, out in the open to see if you are getting paid around the same um, or if there's some sort of wage discrimination. You need to know your worth. If you have any questions about employment issues or layoffs, contact Brianna Kim PC, your Korean lawyer friend, and get some advice. She works on contingencies, so it's free until your case is won. Go to koreanlawyerfriend.com or leave a voicemail at 714-482-6301. Don't forget to mention Cash Cuties when you reach out. This week, um, we got a, uh, a message from a fan, uh, a very good message, and we sort of wanted to create a topic around this because I think it's something that a lot of people like our age think about, um, you know, especially as we move into our 30s and like sort of realize like, oh, like what is, what is, what am I doing here? Like I live such a cookie cutter life. This is boring. Can I, should I be taking chances? And so I wanted to read this note from our Patreon fan. This person pays money. So if you want to be like her, go to patreon.com slash cash cuties pod. And um, I guess like the theme of this week's po- uh, episode is like sort of the finances of quitting your day job. Um, not just sort of the financial aspect of it, but like the mental aspect of it. Cause I think a lot of people, we've gotten several messages about people wanting some, not necessarily advice, but like wanting to know more about our experiences. Cause I think we had different experiences. So just to summarize, I'll, I'll read this little thing from, uh, Nori, who was her fan. Um, she says, I've been with the same company for eight years, make decent money with good benefits, had one promotion and my boss has mentioned she'd like to move me up further, but I now have a pretty secure opportunity to make a living by going full time with my current side gig. The prospect of leaving a company job for the insecurities of self-employment is pretty terrifying. I've heard you both mention taking that leap. Can you talk a little bit about what helped you feel ready to leave the corporate grind to do your own thing? So... Basically, she just kind of wants help how to uh, help on like feeling ready to leave a steady job for another passion uh, or pursuit. And yeah, I mean, Um, what's your what's your general immediately? Yeah. Off top. There there is no ready. Like you're not going to get ready to cut it off all the way. There's it's like everything you do. Like that's an intense like thing you fear. You have to just jump in. You know, mm. you can't, you can't overthink it. Um, I, I actually think that you and I kind of had a, a similar th- thing where when I left, I was already kind of experiencing the other world. I was in obviously in real estate. And when I transferred, uh, sorry, I have hiccups and I can't get rid of them right now. Um, maybe you should go. <laughs> I've been trying to get rid of like you go first. Okay. <laughs> Kind of sounds like you're drunk, but um, uh, yeah. So I think like you no, know, you hit on like a very good point. And when we talked about this yesterday, I think you can we can we want to sort of look at this from like three different angles. So like it's sort of like I think with leaving a stable anything relationship job anything, there's a lot of anxiety that comes with it. And I think there's like fear and anxiety. I think there's also like money and anxiety, and there's also like social things and anxiety. So right off the bat, like I think you're right. I don't think there is 
at the right time. But I, I kind of want to like focus on what she said here. She says the prospect of leaving a company job for insecurities of self-employment is pretty terrifying. And I think that like, that's an interesting sentence because like, I don't know what her background is. I, I assume, I, I don't I don't know how old she is either. I assume it's, she's somebody maybe in her late twenties has been, have been working for a while, probably has savings. And I guess the question I want to ask is like, what is so terrifying about leaving that job with or without this other passion. You know, I think a lot of people make decisions out of fear. And I think that's why we stay in these like boring jobs forever, like literally forever. But I'd like to just ask that question of like, what is so scary about not getting a paycheck for a little bit? You know, I think like people really think in extremes and I know I went through this, but like, just because you're not getting a paycheck doesn't mean you're a fucking piece of shit or you're going to go homeless or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, the, do, um, do you relate with what she's saying? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, for me, okay, let me, uh, I could tell you what I feared. I knew I'd be taking a really intense pay cut. Like, I knew mm-hmm. that I could not live luxuriously. I knew that it affected, again, my family. Um, I could see that if I wasn't... I mean, and I came from already a self, sort of a self-employment situation because real estate sort of is like you're your own boss. Mm-hmm. Say that I had health insurance, like with a company, like I wasn't self-employed and I was just like working for like fucking Google. I'd be scared to not have health insurance. And like, I know those companies give other, your family members health insurance. That means that you have to provide all of those potentially yourself or you have to break the... Uh, dependency there for that right like they have to start paying for their own or i don't know i think there's more to it than just like a self like i'm quitting this job it's affecting everyone around me it means that i can't potentially go on fancy dinners or like you know these dinners that if i knew i had like a check coming in the next week just because google was paying me like i gotta really think about what kind of meals i'm gonna have how is that gonna affect me socially and what are my friends going to think about me? Like, there's so many things that go into it. And I could see the more you think about it, there's just a list of crazy things that happen when you quit something that's safe. Right. I mean, this is something I learned from my financial advisor. But, like, you know, to what you're saying about, like, oh, if I don't get a paycheck, I can go to fancy dinners. Like, I, I again, I don't know what this person does, but my financial advisor was like, just have enough money in your bank account or whatever so that like if you lose your job you don't have to change your lifestyle for six months or 12 months like whatever that is to you just have that and so i would say obviously like with the family stuff i you know i don't know much about that but like if you were because Steph, i know you were making a lot of money doing real estate so just because you quit today you still worked for the last however many years so it's not like tomorrow you're not going to have any money like you know, you save whatever. If that's what you want is to maintain that lifestyle, you can sort of plan ahead and be like, well, I have enough money that I can maintain this exact lifestyle for six months, 12 months while I do this other thing. So I think there are other ways of thinking at it. But to your point, it is, I guess it's scary because you just keep thinking about the, I think what scares people is they go, well, now I'm not going to paycheck forever. And then you start picturing your life where you don't, you're not making any money for like 10 years, 15 years, you know, and that's a very extreme place 
and I also not even realistic, you know? So I'd like to just, obviously I don't know everybody's like famous situations, but like I would say the first step is like really logically rationally think about like, what would it mean if I just didn't work for a year? You know, like, are you going to fucking die? Like, I don't think it sounds like she has a job and she's getting raises and stuff. So she could probably make it work, you know? Yeah. If she's already considering it and she seems, I don't know if it's like, she just seems responsible for, for some reason. What is it? I think it's her name, Nori-chan. Like, I, I imagine she's, like, this <laughs> Japanese person who's, like, super organized and, like, the fact that she's writing in. Have you heard about the lazy girl era? It's a trend on TikTok. Um, sort of, yes. Yes. Okay, Explain so it's it this, like, it's this concept that, like, it's, the, it's these girls who are, like, probably late 20s, early 30s who are, like, it's sort of like a feminist thing where they're like, women aren't meant to work full time to reach your full potential. And I don't really care about becoming like a marketing expert. And so it's these people who find lazy girl jobs, which are jobs that pay anywhere between like 60 to 85. And you work like, it's not that demanding and you, it's full time, but you're really working like maybe 20 hours. And so she talked about how she was able to keep her job while like raising her baby and stuff. And so it's like the opposite of like the millennial hustle that we were all experiencing 10 years ago. Of like, I got to work at Google and I got to make 200K. It's like, fuck all that shit. What I value is free time, time with my family, my friends, drinking wine, watching TV. So she Whoa. finds these jobs that pay like 60, 80. Again, not a ton, but definitely enough if you're single and you don't have to support a family. Also depends on where you live. But like, she's just like, this is a lazy girl era. And, and people are like looking and she gives these like, she posts these job listings of like, here's a job. Here's the jobs that you want to look for if you want to be a lazy girl. And it's like marketing associate or like whatever. And so she gives advice that. on people. I love that too. I um, fucking love that. There was a time when I moved to New York. I had, I guess what this is. And I fucking loved it. I worked at Sephora for a year in between my real estate. And like when I made the transition into like almost full time doing this, like the year mm-hmm. before I had lived in New York for a bit. And I, I it, Sephora's, I loved, I would wake up. I lived in the Lower East Side. I lived with my friends and I had like a, literally a thousand dollar uh just like a bedroom in a, a three-bedroom like apartment mm-hmm. and from the side i'd walk to soho every single day whether it was snowing whatever it was raining and i fucking loved it like i can't explain to you how i it was like i did not have to think about my future i didn't think about anything else other than i have this one thing i have to do i just go to work i talk to regular people who aren't Mm. trying to hustle or bust like i'm not trying to make a commission there is no and it was just i got to do what i wanted and i got to play with makeup look at makeup all day and i fucking loved it and that's exactly what this is isn't it yeah lazy girl era (laughs) i love this and i've honestly sometimes i like dream about doing that now and i more so i feel like there is this part of me i'm embarrassed that if i worked at a bakery near my place that i would love to work at um i'd be embarrassed that if someone saw me they'd be like oh she like never made it you know like mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm. and but i want to i to be honest i want to see do again it. you're making that decision out of fear out of the fear it's just caring what anyone else thinks like if i didn't yes. like say that i would like move to amsterdam i would yeah. do that yeah, because nobody you know would live there and they would never know. You hit on a really good point about, um, you know, there's sort of this, 
I, I also think like what's so nice about having a stable job is not just the money, but you're right. It's this like you have a purpose. You're like, I just I wake up and I do this. So when people are like, oh, what do you do? You have an answer. I do, I do this. And I think that one of the to me, the real scary part about quitting your day job and pursuing your passion, even if you don't make that much money doing it, is not the financial aspect, because to be honest, this girl sounds smart. She can always go back to her job. It's going to be fine. Uh, but sort of like you have to figure out who you are and like what to do with your day when nobody, when there's no accountability, right? Like yeah. you work for yourself. And so I had to like spend a lot of time figuring out like a schedule that works for me and how I can still feel like not a fucking piece of shit. Uh, you know, cause I, I think it's so easy to feel like a piece of shit when you like aren't making money slash working. You feel like you're not contributing to society and you're like, what the fuck? That's I, a very... I, I'm, that you know that experience i think is very specific to like big cities especially los angeles but when Mm -hmm. i went to europe and i would see people around me i think that was another thing i was able to remember is that people live differently and so like in europe and in porto people were just like so lax they were happy they were like at Mm -hmm. the park chilling because their first instinct their first and main goal in life is not to like succeed in the way uh we think of success which is financially fame whatever you know right yeah Uh, those types of things were not the first thing it was am i enjoying life am i you know what is that saying like you make money to work instead of working to make uh to live don't is it like you, you love Live what you do work and don't work? Of, yeah. Oh, okay. To, yes. Right, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're We're like, both <laughs> immigrants. We don't know these <laughs> phrases. We don't know these figures of speeches. You're like, I never got past uh, work to live. <laughs> live to work. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just been working to live. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, that's why you got to go to different places and experience life and, do, do you feel and talk like, to people um, in different countries. Because that's what I just absolutely. kept meeting people. I kept meeting people like I would be I was on a Uber ride and um, he had moved from Switzerland and the Uber driver was telling me how he moved back from Switzerland to Portugal because he hated how everything was about money and how successful you were. And then he was able to buy a house for $300,000 on the beach. He loves surfing. He surfs every day. And this was his lazy boy era job was having an Uber job because he just you know he didn't need it he just was like okay this is and like he fucking he had like a tan he was talking about how his life is so much better he met a girl yeah he met a girlfriend (laughs) it is it is because in switzerland i doubt he was getting tan he was not getting any vitamin d and you know how what that what happens with that so just (laughs) yeah like all of that It's real. I, I will say like, and I'd love to ask you about this because once you can get over the initial fear of like money and stuff and you're in it and you're getting to your groove, you're making stuff with or without making money, but you're making stuff. I will say like these, this last year, since I sort of like, you know, d- didn't have a job, a full-time office thing. I have been like very happy. I, I, I am like... <laughs> It is like, you know, like I, I wake up and I, I try to make something every day, whether it's this podcast or clips or like I write, you know, I, I go to a weekly like writers group and like I, I wrote a new pilot and like, you know, I'm not making money for any of that shit. Um, and I still do like some jobs here and there, whether it's stand up or like voiceover or like some writing stuff here and there. But um, it is nice to like, I don't know, like when you to your point, like when you sort of detach yourself from this, like capitalism cog 
you just sort of get to know who you are a little bit and um I think it's also about setting values. Like it's not my values aren't like I need to make this much by this when I'm this age, you know, or I need to buy, buy this house by the year 2050. Like it's more just like my my values are like I want to wake up and like create something and get better at creating something. And that's really all you're owed. So I feel like have I made a bunch of money last year? No, but I feel like I've become a better comedian writer and just a person and i feel like i never would have gotten here if i didn't quit my job you know what i mean or like leave i never would have thought about these things because it's so easy to like you said with the sephora thing that's really fun but it's really easy to just be like oh what do i do i i, I uh, i'm a cashier at this bookstore and this is what i do and i just it's so you don't have to think people don't want to fucking think you know <laughs> <laughs> So you know what? Uh, we got to tell Noritron, hey, just think, you know, <laughs> quit your yeah. job. There is no way of feeling ready. You're kind of like doing the whole prairie dog thing or uh, Fumi told me in the East Coast, they call it turtle heading. You just take the shit. You can't let it just kind of hang out in between your butt you, when you're about to take a poop. You just got to let it all out. You got to just let it out and then you're going to feel good about it. You know, you might be empty, Absolutely. empty the bowels. You're going to fill it with more, f your stomach with more food and other experiences. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, people always wait for a sign, but the sad truth is that there is no sign. But that's, I, but I take a lot of. I, do you feel that? I just Sometimes I feel like there are signs. You don't feel like I think signs? you make the sign or oh. you misinterpret whatever's around you because you're desperate and need a sign, you know? Uh, I think ultimately, like, ultimately, ultimately there is no sign, but you made a sign out of something. And I think that's fine. Did you which, do that? Which ultimately means... Did you have a sign? Did I... Um, oh, kind of? Well, my, or make a sign? My, when I first quit my full-time job, <laughs> my sign was that I got a job at Comedy Central. So I left for another full-time job. So I don't really call that uh, a sign. I don't call that a sign, you know? I just... That was, like, sign. logical. If, that's I'm sure you if being this, fucking if, safe. <laughs> yeah, that's you being safe. But then the second time... Well, so when Comedy Central was only a nine-month job. So when that ended... I decided to stay unemployed and just do comedy full time. I was like, let me just figure this out. And I did it for one month before I got Corden. So I was only unemployed for one month before I had another full time job. And so like I, I, I think a year ago, June of 2022 is for the first time when I had to ask myself these questions, because that's when I was like, OK, do I go back to marketing? Like, what do I do now? You know, and so I spent the last year like answering all these questions that I'm sure like nobody's thinking in her head. But like, yeah, I never I I, th I think I, I never looked for a sign because you, you don't need it slash don't want to depend on it. Like, I think you should make again, like, don't make decisions out of fear. Like, do it. I guess I also want to ask Nori, like, what's her side hustle and what does it mean to her? Because whatever, like, for you and me, this other thing that we quit to do, the, obviously there's more than just money or fame or whatever it was. Like, we just, I, I just love it. I love doing stand-up and I just wanted to give it. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? 
Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Give myself a chance before I die. Yeah. You know, that's really what it's it is. Kind of I, I just high. really liked it. You got a high. It's a from high. It. Yeah. And you, like, and you yeah. need that because when times get tough, that's the only thing you have is like, okay, I can't forget. Yes. I chose this, and I fucking love it. And but if you lose that, then you're gonna be like, let me go back to marketing. So I would also ask you like. Yes, you're scared, blah, blah, blah. But like, what does that side hustle or this other business mean to you? Like, it doesn't have to be entertainment. If you're starting, if you're starting a company, maybe it makes you feel fucking badass that you're starting a company. That's, that's good enough. You know, so true. Like when I, I guess it's like when I'm, when I'm performing, when I'm on stage, when I'm on set, like I feel like you said a high, I feel excited. I feel, I feel blessed which is like <laughs> right like i feel like what the fuck how am i getting these op- like this opportunity to do this and make money i mean it's not always money sometimes even if i'm not making money i think the performance and like just being playing character is just so fun it doesn't you know and i think that cannot be replaced with what i was doing before and sure. you got to really remember that part whether I think it's the other thing is I'm not as planned as you are. I'm just kind of like, I just, I'm like, okay, I like this thing. I'm just going to do it. Sometimes like I just kind of like the, you know, the travel thing. I just kind of like had to do it. Like I had to, I had this feeling and I just had to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I try, even if I overanalyze for a long time, at some point it's like, I, you know, I have to tell my brain to shut, shut the fuck up and then just yeah. do the thing. And I felt like with, um, it just made sense for me that that was how I was going to get into this industry. And I think, right, like you said, for you, I think as a comedian, you can make content, you can make something that, or you are kind of like your own boss. I think for me, this year was a bit harder because I'm not necessarily, I have other things I can do. I could be a content creator. I could do, you know, I could make my own movies, but in between, I can't really make money off my craft. Maybe if I did like a one man show. <laughs> a one woman show. You could. Yeah, One woman show, right? Like something like that. Um, but again, I've been in this industry for such a short time. You start recognizing that there, you, you don't really know all the failures until you go through them the failures that i was telling you like you and other people like my friends who have been in the industry have already experienced so you've been in these places and she's nori chan and anyone else quitting you're gonna have all these experiences after you quit that are gonna make you feel like did i regret it a little bit like mm-hmm, do mm-hmm. right we were talking about this whether it's socially and we're gonna teach you th- we're gonna tell you all the things that we went through <laughs> so that you know what to expect because once you expect it it's a little different you're like okay so let I, I also feel like do you feel like in those moments because this is the thing the, the key word here is like it's hard it's so hard to leave a safe and stable job right the word safe it's double-edged sword because yes it's safe because you have it and you have a purpose and you have money coming in but it's dangerous because i feel like 
if I could do this all over again, I wouldn't change a thing because through all those failures and the times where I'm like, fuck, like, am I not good enough? Like you, those are the times when you really like talk to yourself and get to know who you are. And ultimately, I'm not saying this just because I do comedy. I think it's the same thing if you start your own business. You know, you have to go through these tough things to know who you are. And if that's something you're interested in knowing about, like, who you are Mm. without a job, who you are without these, like, labels. Because I think think it's so, like, at parties and stuff, what do you do? Oh, I work at Google. Like, that's working at tech is your fucking identity or whatever the fuck it is. Someone's going to ask you. They're going to be like, hey, how's your job at whatever you're, like, at Google? How how, is it? And now you have to have an answer and you don't, you don't work there anymore. And so I think it's really, to me, that's really valuable to like be comfortable with yourself in these uncomfortable situations. Cause I think that's how you grow as a human. I'm making it mad fucking hippy dippy right now, but I do think, damn, that's, you know, these are questions and things you never would ask yourself if you just worked forever at a company. You, you don't have to ask yourself these tough questions, you know? So you're saying it's worth the questions (laughs) to get to learn. If you want to learn about yourself. Well, also, what do you think about this? Do you feel, I won't, I won't lie. Also, like the last year, like just hunting for my money, hunting and gathering for my money. I feel very alive. You know what I mean? Because you eat what you kill. Wow. I feel different. No, that's not, I I think it's different. I don't know if it's a woman, man thing. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. like, I don't like that part. I don't want, I, my goal is to like, if I just had money, I would not think about, I hate thinking about that part, which mm-hmm. I need to learn as an individual creative that like how to do that while doing, pursuing the thing I like, right? While I make this transition, but that part stresses me out so much, like self, kind of like what you said, like you don't, you don't have a boss. You only have yourself. Yeah. That part is, has been very stressful for me. If I'm not getting jobs like from external like you know productions or whatever that part really freaks me out you but Mm -hmm, you feel mm -hmm. alive and excited well it's not always exciting sometimes it is that thing you said fuck did i make a mistake i feel that all the time but like i feel like if you can evolve yourself to deal with those questions in a more like stable way i think that's true personal growth and i think that is a really valuable thing that you can carry on to your next thing whether you Mm. go back to your old job or whatever it is i maybe it's also can i say something though like i think it's maybe a little bit easier for the both of us than some people don't have the luxury in some way or to to be able to experience these things and not have something to fall back on right like you have your girl if say that like you could not work and whatever you have your girlfriend you have potentially your family as an adult i know you would never do that right now but say something happened right you would still be able to kind of fall back on something what and do you i mean don't think something you're, you're talking about like i, I get financial. cancer and i ha- and i have to drop like in, in this industry like you know how you made the transition and you couldn't work yeah. or whatever even mm-hmm. if you you know you have other than you know, like, you you know, you have some people don't have like a family. Some people don't have those things. Like, so we have some form of luxury. like I have friends who probably would somehow like somehow save me or whatever in a way. Sure, sure. So I, I oh, feel I, like this person is probably I have a feeling you're OK. You've been in the well, company I, for eight years. Like you I have, would. I agree with you. I, the only thing I would challenge with what you're saying is, again, I think it's like we lean towards extremes and yes like of course 
Um, if I didn't work for a whole year, I have people who backed me up. But even if I didn't work for a whole year, I still would have money because I had just saved, you know? Yes. Like I, yes. I get like somebody would have to steal my money for me to be like, oh, fuck, I'm homeless. Like, right. so I think with Nori, it's the same thing. I, I assume she's saving. So it's like, again, don't like don't think in extremes. That is something I always do. My therapist always slaps me for it. But like, I feel like this whole thing. Like, what if something happened? What do you know? Like, you're it's not true. Gonna, While you're saying that, I I just thought, bro, you could we could still get jobs at McDonald's. Like, that's an extreme. But yes. I'm just saying, like, we could get a job where you're still going to be alive. Like, you know? Yeah. And and I want I was listening to um, Rick Rubin <laughs> interview. Do you know who Rick Rubin is? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's like a legendary music producer. He's, uh, he's working with like Rahat Shepherds and like, like rap, like Kendrick. And like, he's just like a really artsy guy. Yeah. And I was listening to him because I was trying to learn how to trust my instincts a little bit more because for him, it's all about instinct and your gut feeling and like what he wants creatively out of things. But he was saying like, you know, obviously you can't control the outcome. Like some people make it, some people don't. But he was like, but if you ever have a day job to support this passion project that you have, like he was like, that's a very noble thing. You know, that's, that's not, you didn't fail. You know, failing <laughs> is like you spiraling, being like, I guess I could just never be a painter. You know, like I realize that like I'm probably going to do stand up until I die, no matter what happens, because it's something I have access to. And I don't necessarily have to be doing it in an arena or football stadium to feel amazing. And so like that's another thing is like for Nori, I don't want her to think you're a failure or you're being a little bitch because you can't quit that job. If you if that's what it takes to do this side hustle, I, again, I don't know what it is. It could be... Remember that one time fucking somebody emailed us about like how they started a beekeeping business? Remember that shit? Yeah, you know? it, that was cool. It could be that. It could be that. I understand if you want to keep bees, but you got to work at fucking whatever, uh, you know, I, I, uh, Baskin Robbins to make some money, pay rent. That is not a bad thing at all. No one it will judge you. And I actually commend you. I think that's an incredible thing because that means you like that side hustle. You like bees that much that you'll work <laughs> 60 hours just to yeah. do it. And I think that's amazing. Um, absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to let you know that as scary as all this is, people around you, things are going to happen once you do this. Because I know you're going to do this. This person is going to do it. So I could already feel it. We're putting it out there for you. People are going to commend you when you do this. People are going to be like, what? You quit this crazy uh, job, lucrative job that other people want for this other job that potentially doesn't make as much, but you love, they're going to be like, holy shit. I commend you. That's something a lot. I would say probably, uh, I don't know, like 80%, 90% of people want to do, but cannot but they do. do and Absolutely. they're going to commend you. They're also going to be jealous because they want to do the thing. So you're going to yeah. feel change in your life, but you're going to thrive. You're going to eat off that that feeling. <laughs> And you're going to also inspire people around you to do the same thing. That's you're a also, great point. I think right? just by you just by you committing, you already won in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're already a champion because you did that. Because you're right. Can so you, many people can't do that. You need to make a Patreon where we people have done this and they're inspired by us and then uh we give them like positive affirmation after should we get what, into cameo is that to? where the money is yeah should we just <gasps> say really nice things i've always wanted to do cameo 
I feel like if, if we say these, like, I think we're being really motivational right now. I feel like a fucking UCLA basketball coach or some shit. But like, I feel like people need <laughs> to hear go, this girl. stuff. I'm serious, and I don't yeah, think we're. I don't think you and I, because what pisses me off the most when talking to like people who aren't in the art world is they just go like it's gonna work out and it is such a fucking empty promise like you have no idea the fuck you're talking about and like that's not what people need to hear what people need to hear is this shit like it's not about it working out or not working out it's about the decision that you made to chase something you love because you're a human and that's awesome you know i think like people need to hear more of that shit i forget that until someone else is like oh you did that like in your at this age you decided to quit your other job and like i don't i forget how big of a deal that is until other people remind me and then i'm like yeah yeah, that was but um once you do it i uh, let's talk about the things we talked about that uh we're gonna prep you for you're gonna make okay one of the things is not making as much money is going to make you feel anxious. It's going to make you feel like you can't spend money. It's going to make you feel like you can't spend money on other people. It's going to make you feel all these things that are going to get in your head. You're going to feel insignificant. Um, Fumi here. <laughs> you're like, going to feel insignificant. Gonna, <laughs> it, it's true. You're going to feel that way for a bit. But you got to talk bit, yourself out of it. Because we're trained to think of our value of life attached to money, right? Which is not the truth, but we're yeah. trained to think that way. So yeah. absolutely, you're going to feel like I feel like a piece <laughs> of shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you made a point about you're not going to want to use your savings, right? We're not going to want to do it, but you're going to have to. You're going to have yes. to. Yes. And I challenge this question. I don't know. Again, I don't know if she's married or whatever the fuck it is, but like, I don't know if you have student loans, but if you don't have a family and you don't have a ton of student loans, what is a savings for if not this moment, right? Isn't that what a savings is so you can (laughs) do stuff? Again, like, I feel like all my entire $20 saving, saving, and I'm like, for what? I don't have a fucking family. Like, what am I saving for? Isn't it? Am I I not saving for this, this moment that I want right now, you know? And so like... (laughs) I think it's people fucking save for like when they're 70 and I think you should. I'm not saying don't have like a retirement plan, but what I'm saying is like it's okay to spend some of your savings on shit you want to do cuz that's what savings are for. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Um I agree with you. I also think that you and I probably have more than the 12 like we're safe right we're safe i don't know if everyone's like that i also have to say i know a lot of people who are in debt or have like very little money but they use that as motivation to do better like um that was one of the sales pitches uh like when i would work in real estate i was getting um i've talked about this i've got coaching sales coaching and we would uh, we would spend a thousand dollars a month for someone to kind of keep us accountable kind of like a boss would Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. our job is you know self-employed and they would have us spend a shit ton of like we would have like these mood boards that um you know with these fancy cars or whatever you wanted in life material things um also like things like marriage that's not really material i guess it's like but that costs money right so planning for the future and having these things that uh so we would have to go out and spend that amount of money like we would have to go and buy the 
few thousand dollar backpack because then you have less money in your account and then it motivates you to have to that's go out there insane so, that's I, I know insane. that's insane right now I when i think about it i recommend that for nori but that's insane <laughs> i'm just saying like when you have less sometimes you it does motivate you it also can like yeah, make fire. you want to like kill yourself but also <laughs> Oh my god, that's so yeah. funny if you're like, yeah, and uh, you know, there was 10 people in my graduate class, but by the end there were only six, because four <laughs> people jumped off a building, but because they had too much debt, but, you know, I made it. God Ew, damn. Well, yeah, well, I wouldn't right. do that now. At my mental state back, like, knowing how I've, I have to say, though, there are, it, and this is the truth, I have been in, me, I don't know if it's industry, I think it's partially the industry, and like, it's just not, I don't think this industry is made for everyone. <laughs> specifically this oh, industry of the uh, the mental state like you have to be in you have to be so strong to make it in this this space because you could go down and i think everyone in this industry has experienced this because they don't know how to again navigate through the hardships until you go through it and then you come out and you're yeah. like oh okay well, like what the fuck <laughs> um but i would suggest also talk to other people like you really have to make sure to have like a strong um people that you like really believe in and like who will have your back like your family members like i think yeah, it's support system support, support system. systems for your mental health 100 percent. yeah because right? you are gonna again i don't know what industry you're in maybe it's beekeeping you know i don't know what's good in the beekeeping biz but like Talk you're to gonna your bees. go through some shit i'm sure you're gonna be like oh no to- my, my queen is not uh, i don't know being a good queen or whatever it is i don't know what bee people go through but you're gonna need to go on reddit slash beekeeping and you know make sure people know like your struggles and stuff um yeah but you know it, i i think at the end of the day it's a mental thing she did mention like she's like i'm getting i'm almost getting to the point where my side hustle can you know s- s- support me full time and wow. you can make money-based goals like that where it's like if i make 60k with my side hustle i will quit my full-time job but i almost think that's like you're setting up yourself for failure because what if you don't do it you're a fucking failure so to me i think it's like there is no there is no magic number that that number doesn't exist where you're like if i can make a little bit more i'm gonna quit that number doesn't exist because you're not ready to quit right so you have to get there mentally and if you're ready, you can quit when you're when the other thing's only making thirty thousand or whatever it is. That's what you really want, you know. And again, yeah, don't yeah. fucking like burn your put like light your life on fire. But I'm just saying, like, you do giving it a shot is not gonna like change much in your life financially, you know. Exactly. Like, okay, imagine yourself. Are you okay doing the regular job that you have right now? Like, can you imagine yourself in five years doing that same job? Like, and how will you right. feel? Like, I cannot imagine. I I I was at a point where I was like, I cannot imagine doing what i was doing even in like two years like it just felt so oh of course <sighs> i know i i had a quarter life crisis when i was 22 and i'd been working for six months out of college and i was like oh i can't do cubicles this is crazy like i could yeah, never do that cubicles. that's why i started comedy i was like it was so insane but anyways um i hope this was helpful to nori that shit was helpful for us yeah, that was really nice. It's, sometimes we need to hear it. We need to hear it ourselves. We need to say it to each other. That was motivation. We should do more of these, like, well, we didn't motivational know episodes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Again, it's like we're not saying you're gonna make it or that's that's what it's about. It's just saying like I think it's really fun to do something you care about. Like that's the like it's really important for humans to do something they give a shit about because I have worked at places where I don't give a fuck about the outcome and. Yes, I'm getting paid, but it is a mental prison, my guy. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, you, you feel like you're wasting your youth. You know, that's the other thing is like, we're only young once. Like, 
you know, you can't really do this shit when you're like 50. So like, yeah, you can. Do it now. You can I mean, do you it can. when you're 50. Actually, you can. I Somebody need was those motivations. I always have Even to think about that. Like the IKEA guy, he didn't make IKEA teals. He was in his 40s or 50s. Like I need to hear those things. Cause yeah, not- I mean, I think you've, you obviously like time wise you can, because even if you start something at 50, you still have like 20 years of life left. So you, of course you can do whatever, but I guess like, you know, I mean, that's an important thing to think about. Cause people always think like, Oh, if I quit my job now, I could never go back. What are you fucking talking about? You're like 30. <laughs> Let's say you don't do that for five, seven, 10 years. You're still 40, dude. Like, you can get a job. You're fine, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just think, like, people think in such fucking extremes. Like, dude, you went to college. You're going to get another job. It's fucking fine, you know? Yeah. Like, just because you don't work in marketing for a year doesn't mean they're going to blacklist you from the, you know, whatever you're doing. So yeah. that's another thing I try to tell myself. In conclusion, I think that you should make the leap of faith because you're already so close to making that amount of money anyways, like, or to be able to be safe in this secondary job, this job that you actually want. I really, really think you should do it because you're ready. And, uh, but don't blame us if anything happens and you go homeless. Like just, I'm just saying (laughs) from, uh, not from just from me who I I mean, I've had this experience and a lot of my friends have, and most people are fine. Like you might be podcasting (laughs) in your living room. (laughs) <laughs> a year from now that Banging makes no money on the but internet. <laughs> you'll have fun like i can't like we're not making much at all from this but it's like yeah. i can't say like i've i feel like this is fun to me like yeah my advice to her is like do it if you want to do it but again like don't make the outcome the goal right make the outcome the fact that you're doing it and make sure you set yourself goals that are like tangible and doable so instead of being like i need to reach a hundred thousand followers on my account by this month be like i'm going to release content every day or i'm going to write something every day or i'm going to make a hundred calls to make my business whatever like do stuff like that so that you can't fail you know if you if your goal is to make a hundred calls today so that you can sell that house and you don't make 100 calls, that's fucking on you. You could have. You had the time. That's on you, you know? But if your goal is like, I need to make $100,000 by March, that's not really up to you. That's not really up to your control. So you're going to feel like mm. a failure. So I would just say, like, set goals in your beekeeping world that makes sense. And then also get a therapist because that's like, they're really going to walk you through this. And that's, <laughs> shout out to my therapist. You really helped me with everything in the last year, but you need it's a really therapist. helpful. Absolutely. Actually, yeah, that should be in the kit of quitting job to, to pursue love job. Get a therapist. Yes. That's a, get a therapist. Get a therapist. Uh, and get a support system. And uh, buckle up, buddy. <laughs> buckle up. Buckle up, Nori. Um, anyways, thank you yeah. for listening. That was our episode. Um, quick shout out to our sound engineer, Doma Goy, and our video editor, Matthias. Uh, please follow us on all the social media platforms at Cash Cuties Pod, TikTok, and Instagram. You can also follow me on there at the Fumi Abe. That's T H E F U M I A B E. You can find me on my Instagram at Baked Goods, B A I K E D G U D S, and my website site stephybake.com um and yeah make sure to also get on our patreon guys i do want to do this cameo thing i feel like it'd be really fun yeah Um, do you want to open a page and see what happens okay (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Uh, see you guys next week. Um, yes. And until then, spend your money wisely. Only wisely. No. Bye. Or have fun, man. <laughs> like we we actually. What are we saying? We're about to go. You're on about vacation. to go on this amazing <laughs> fun to to vacation. I know. And I did. <laughs> oh wait, I always forget to say this. Please email us with your questions and stuff because we love talking about it on the pod. That's like cashcuties at gmail. Um, you can send us a voice memo. That would be amazing, or you can just type it out and we'll answer it on the pod if it's if it's amazing, if it's amazing. It. So, anyways, thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. We love Bye. you. Bye.